0: Oh, yeah! girls want to have fun. I'm on a Cyndi Lauper kick now, guys. I saw Cyndi Lauper. I can't speak. I saw Cyndi Lauper this past weekend in New York, and now I can't stop listening. (laughs) It was such a crazy week. Guys, what's up? It's Kate this is date fails. What a weird beginning. All my beginnings are weird. You guys, I have to tell you something. This is totally true. Um, I get such strange anxiety before I start every single episode of the podcast. If you talk to anyone, if you ever meet someone who's been on my podcast, ask them how weird I am right before I start. I don't know why, cuz once I get going, I'm fine. I calm down, I slow down, but for some reason, the beginning of every episode, I'm talking fast, I'm anxious my mouth isn't moving. I mean, it's moving, but my words are not being properly articulated. You know what I think it is? I think it's because a lot of times the podcast is the first time I speak all day. <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I should start calling someone before. So a lot of times I'll schedule the podcast around noon or one o'clock and you know, I work late. So I sleep in till 11 and then I get up I shower, I get a coffee, I go do the podcast, or I have it at my apartment. But either way, a lot of times I haven't spoken to anyone. Sometimes I will speak to someone before the podcast, but usually I'll call a friend, call someone back, and what happens then is I start telling that person all the fun stuff I should save for the podcast, and then I forget to tell it to you guys. So now I try not to speak to anyone before the podcast so that you get the best stories, and because of that, the beginning of the podcast, I always am, it's like it's not even anxious. I mean, I am, but it's kind of like I'm warming up. It's like I'm giving you my vocal exercises. So let me just say this. First of all, I'm sorry, you have to listen to that. It's really not your job to listen to my vocal exercises there. See? I slowed down, calming down. I'm off Adderall. Uh, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that I, I am actually prescribed Adderall because I cannot focus. I start 40 million projects. There's notes for things scattered all over my apartment. There are half written screenplays. There's half written TV pitches. I literally last week finally found an assistant. I don't even want to call her an assistant because she's really way overqualified to be my assistant. But uh, a partner in crime, I should call her, who's going to help me. So it's great because she's known me forever. And uh, it's not like I'm loaded. You guys know this. But I'm, she's helping me on the basis of we're going to make these projects and we're going to work out how she gets paid off all the projects <laughs> because if not, nothing will ever get made. And I'll be sitting here doing this podcast and doing stand-up shows for the rest of my life. And you guys are going to keep DMing me going, when will you have a TV show? Which is my own fault because I'll have one as soon as I sell one, which will happen as soon as I get organized. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this because I know there are a lot of creative people who struggle to feel organized. When When I try to take a big project and streamline it into a list of steps to get it done. Just that alone, just the process of taking a huge task and making it into a step-by-step, uh, list, if that makes sense, list of tasks to accomplish the project, just doing that part of it gives me so much anxiety. I can't, I can't move. It paralyzes me. I've been that way my entire life. Like when I was a kid, if I had to take a trip, say like a field trip, we were going to Washington, D.C. or something. I'm sixth grade, 13 years old. I have to pack for five days. I would cry. I would sit in my room and stare at everything that I pulled out and be like, I just don't know. What if it rains? What if it snows? What if it's 90? It could be July. I'd be like, but what if it snows? Like I can't. I just am such an overworrier, which is getting better. It is getting better. The shaman is helping, and I'm really doing a great job of letting go of, I'm working on detachment, so I'm letting go of the fear of losing things, and I'm doing well, guys, but the point is, now that I have the assistant, things are going to get better, but even keeping things organized in my brain for the length of this podcast, for instance, this podcast has two sponsors, which I'm supposed to mention in the first 30 seconds or so, and I haven't yet, and luckily, my sponsors understand me now, Cut me a little slack, but let me do that. This podcast is brought to you today by two lovely sponsors. One is Postmates. You guys know if you've been listening for a while how much I'm obsessed with Postmates. I literally use it constantly. Postmates, listen, who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m. and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Someone you're not sleeping with. Someone that will do it and expect nothing in return except for a small payment. (laughs) That is Postmates. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Wow, I didn't read the ad till just now. That's a really good deal, guys. $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code DATEFAILS. And that's what you get. How cool is that? I wonder if I can use my own code. I Postmate all the time. I Postmated like four times in New York City this past weekend. So, And you can do it anytime. I have people bringing me food. You guys know me. I have people bringing me food at 3 o'clock in the morning. You can do it. Uh, The other sponsor today is Scentbird. I've talked about them before. Scentbird is my hero. I love them, and I'll tell you why. Scentbird is a company that allows you to get... Perfume and cologne in a sample size bottle for an amazing rate. And when I say sample size, I don't mean like three time use. I mean, you can spray it four times a day for 30 days. Each bottle has 120 sprays. So it's awesome because they have name brands, they ship them right to you. You can try different scents. You can also go on their website and match uh, scents you've never tried before based on what style you like. I love Scentbird. I've been taking them on the road with me. They come in cases that don't break when you travel. It's a glass bottle, but it's encased in a little, like, aluminum casing. So they're so great for travel. And right now, you can go to scentbird.com slash datefails and use my code, DATEFails, for 50% off your first month. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. They're all named brand, guys. So go do that. I'll talk more about it later. But first, let's get into the podcast. There's just... So much going on. It's unbelievable. Um, Okay, so I know I'm not always super consistent with the day of the week. I post the podcast. And now that I have the assistant, I think that's going to get better. I'm going to try to start doing two a week, a Monday and a Wednesday. Uh, But I'll tell you this. I have a great reason for not posting a podcast last week. Sorry, guys, I'm taking a sip of my beverage. It's just me today here, by the way. Um, I will have a guest on the next episode, but... I have so much to share. Okay, so I've been doing comedy for full time for, gosh, five, four or five years now. Um, And by comedy, I also mean TV stuff. Like I have my TV show on the Playboy channel, Undercover. I do the podcast. But I've been very fortunate that the last four or five years, this is all I've done for a living. Because of that, though, like I said, I've never taken a vacation. So I've talked on here a little bit over time, and now I gotta go into detail on this because you guys are leaving the funniest comments. So I've talked a little bit over time about counting crows. And uh, Adam Duritz, I said when I wrote the No Dick November song, uh, along No Dick November, that I spoofed along December, and I talked about how Adam left a funny comment on there. And over time, I talked about uh, the musician in the past that I dated, who I called Rod Stewart, but was actually Ryan Adams. And then a lot of you guys sometimes would DM me thinking it was Adam, Counting Crows guy, which it never was. But Adam and I uh, have talked back and forth over the years and became pals. And long story short, the last few months... I actually, Adam has a girlfriend who I actually started talking with who is fucking dope. Not that Adam isn't great. Adam's amazing also. I love you, Adam. But his girlfriend is like, sometimes you meet a girl that you're like, oh, we could have been sisters, and I just love her. So the point is, uh, we became friends, and then, long story short, uh, Adam does a podcast called Underwater Sunshine, which you guys should totally check out, especially, it's great for me because... I'm really bad about keeping up with music. And so uh, if you're one of those people that's like, I haven't updated my music catalog since college, which is sort of how I am. Um, Adam does this podcast where he, he just always has on different independent musicians that you may have never heard of. And it's it's just, he, dis- he helps, I mean, he discovers a lot of new music or introduces people to a lot of new music you may have never heard. So- Anyway, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, to be really honest, and uh, I especially don't listen to a lot of podcasts that aren't people I already know, but I decided to check his out, and it's great. So then we got to talking, and then he was organizing a music festival in New York that he does, which I didn't realize they do twice a year, which is insane. So they do this music festival called Underwater Sunshine Fest, which... It, by the way, it sounds like I'm just doing an ad for Adam, but I'm getting to a point, so bear with me. <laughs> but, so they do this festival called Underwater Sunshine Fest, which is a four-day, I think, four-day uh, music fest. Two nights are live shows. They did this time at this place called the Bowery Electric in the village in New York City in, East, in the East Village. And then during the day, they do these things called garden sessions, and basically what it is they set up cameras and they have a bunch of people doing social media and recording and they invite over a different artist i think it's got to be like every half hour 40 minutes or something they have a different artist there recording a live set and they do it at adam's place like he op- he opens up his home and turns a whole section of his home into this area for performing and he lets them bring in some of their friends to watch and just, you guys, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your ass, Adam, if you hear this, but like, there is no way I would let all these people in my house. I, when I was, when I saw what was going on, I was like, this is the most insane, generous, crazy thing I can imagine doing, but also like the coolest thing ever for these musicians. Cause just imagine like as a comic, if Dave Chappelle decided to, to do a comedy fest at his house and have young up and coming comedians or like great comics that have been doing it for a long time, but maybe that you haven't heard of come to his house and perform. And then he live streamed it like that's, I mean, Adam, I'm not comparing you to Dave Chappelle. Cause I don't know. I don't know if you're the Dave Chappelle of music. Maybe you are to me, you are, but, uh, <laughs> the point is it's so cool. So they do this and then they have the shows at night and, uh, I just thought it was amazing. I wrote I even wrote a post on Facebook, which I don't do very often, just about how generous I thought it was and how cool and like genuinely excited Adam was about watching the music. Because at the Bowery then, we'd go over to these shows at night at the Bowery, which has two stages. It's a cool music venue in New York. If you're ever there, you should check it out. It was really fun. I don't know what it what the capacity is downstairs, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe capacity, maybe, I don't know, 200 max. But, so small venue. And, uh, oh God, it was so cool because he had all the bands play a set, he introduces all the acts, he watches them all, he doesn't perform, and he genuinely is having so much fun. Like, I was watching him watch, and I was like, he's really, really, really into it. It's not like he's doing this... Just to be nice, you can tell he like really enjoys it. And uh, and it's free. They're not making any money off it. I just thought it was, as an artist, like the coolest thing someone could do to give back, especially someone in his position. I'm sure a lot of these musicians really look up to him and are probably so excited to get to perform in front of him or at his place and just very cool. So shout out to Adam Duritz and definitely check out his podcast. And uh, But the cool thing was, so the... First night that I went to the Bowery, which was Friday night in New York, um, Cindy Lauper closed out the show, which was so cool to get to see her in a place so small. And she did not phone it in. She was like rocking out. Like it was awesome to watch. I'm looking at her like she is such a bad bitch. And I don't know how old Cindy Lauper is now, but I mean, old enough to where like she could just, you know, sit down and, sing a song. And she's like, like, it's like when I went to see Aerosmith, and I couldn't believe Steven Tyler was still doing like backflips and shit on stage. That's what it was like watching. Uh, I don't know if Cindy Lauper's as old as Steven Tyler, I would look it up. But I don't have a producer here today. So then I'd have to stop and you'd hear typing and I'm not going to do that. But the point is, she was amazing. And then afterwards, she came over Adams and uh, and that's the other thing he had like a whole bunch of people over and just I don't know if he knew everyone and just it was it was pretty you're so nice he's so nice but uh she was there and you know I always feel stupid talking to these musicians because I don't know as much of their work as probably anyone else in the room so I just talk about comedy (laughs) for the most part but um I ended up talking to her for a while and she was Really, really, really cool. And so were her friends that were with her and her manager. Everybody was awesome. So anyway, the point is, it was just one of those weekends. Like, the whole weekend, I kept, me and Adam were talking about trying to podcast. And we will. We definitely, definitely will. Because, like, one night we were going to podcast. And I didn't bring equipment because I thought that he had it all there. Because he records people there all day. But then we realized um, both of us are technical idiots. No offense, Adam. Because... Neither of us know how to run anything without someone helping us, except me. I know how to run this little recorder thing I have, but I didn't bring it because I thought he had stuff. So the one night we were gonna do it, we couldn't do it, but then we ended up shooting the shit all night talking about dating stories and just embarrassing dates. I told him my story about throwing up all over the male model's house, and um, he told me a great story about shitting his pants on stage. And (laughs) so we will definitely get him on so you can hear these stories. But that's how I didn't end up doing a podcast in New York, because the one chance we were going to do it, we didn't have the equipment. And then the weekend got too crazy. So I promised to have Adam on. And um, I promised this week to give you guys two episodes of this podcast. Uh, But just so you know, because after I posted this thing on Facebook, a lot of you were DMing me or, or me and Adam dating. And no, he has an amazing girlfriend. And I'm still as single as ever. More single than ever, if I'm honest, because everybody I was talking to, I pretty much stopped talking to. Not entirely. Oh, this is the best though. This is so funny. So in New York, um, the last night I'm there. So these two guys I met through Adam, one is named Sean Barna, who is a musician. And then his boyfriend, his, well, he goes by the name Gassy Vardo, Bordeaux, Vardo. He's a drag performer. He's a drag queen. And I met these guys. I posted a photo of them on my Instagram. So you can go check it out where I said they're holding me captive. Um, But I went out with them one night to a drag show in New York, which was so much fun. I mean, I partied in New York, you guys, like I never, ever party. I know I seem like a party animal because when I do it. I do talk about it on here, but I haven't partied wild for a whole weekend since the time I went to Vegas and hooked up with that stripper, which was probably like a year ago. So I was just crazy in New York. Every night I was out all night. That city really does never sleep. I don't know how anyone there has a job or gets anything done. I mean, if I was there, I would have to take all the Adderall in the world and then also find cocaine. Like There's no way I could function, but I went out and this is the funniest. I'm an idiot, you guys. So I went out with uh, Sean and Sam Gassy, and we went to his name is Gassy. His drag queen name is Gassy. He's not Gassy, by the way. But we went to the drag show, and I met a guy. Okay. So this guy, by the way, um, this is how gullible I am, by the way, when I have a drink in me. You guys are going to think I'm nuts. So I meet this guy. And he walks right up to me and knows my name. He says, are you Kate Quigley? And I said, yeah. And you guys, the thing about me is I'm not famous. Like, I get recognized on occasion. But I always still assume it's because it's someone I actually know. Or if they're a fan of comedy that's a niche, so I don't count that as being famous. I just think like they're in a little club and they happen to know me. So this guy walks up to me, says, I'm friends with Bronston, who is one of my best friends, um, and without even checking with my friend Bronston or doing any kind of research to see if this guy's telling the truth, I'm just like, oh my God, I love Bronston. Any friend of his is a friend of mine. And I just in, in, like immediately adopted this guy as we're hanging out now tonight. You know my friend, so we're cool. You're the only straight guy I've met at this gay bar, so let's. <laughs> you're with us, so I just invite him in to the club to the group, and then we somehow are all in Brooklyn. Uh, we ended up in Brooklyn because that's where uh, Sean and Gassy live. So we all end up in Brooklyn, we're all hanging, and then the bar's closing, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and hold on, I need a sip of my drink, wait. Okay, the bar's closing, it's 3 a.m., and I am just having so much fun. In New York, I'd been kind of sleeping during the day and staying up into the wee hours in the morning, so my days and nights are backwards, so 3 a.m., I'm like wide awake still. Plus, I knew it was my last night, Saturday night, I flew back on Sunday. So I'm like, I might as well just stay up all night and then I'll just sleep on the flight. And also it'll get my days and nights back to normal. When I get home to LA, I'll go to bed early. So the Sean and Sam are going home, and I have this new friend with me. Let's just call him Brooklyn. (laughs) I met him there. So I have this new friend with me. Now I'm not trying to hook up with this guy, okay? I really don't hook up with randoms. Also, like, I was too... Like, I don't like to hook up with anyone when I'm, like, really drunk. I was drunk. And whatever. But I also didn't feel like going back to my room by myself. I felt like hanging out. So I thought, this guy seems cool enough. Maybe i will just want to kick it, like, as friends. I'm so stupid. Like, no guy... Like, any guy who meets a girl in a bar is, like, we're totally going to hook up if she brings me back to her room. So I say, I'm going to go back to my hotel... If you want to hang for a little longer, guaranteed this guy thinks I'm going to bang him. I'm so dumb. So then he's like, sure. So we go, (laughs) we we get an Uber, we go back to my room and then we get to the room. And by the way, this is also what I love about New York is you can literally find alcohol any time of night. I mean, it's like four o'clock in the morning and somehow this guy got tequila delivered to the room. I don't even know how he did that, but so we're in the room. And uh, we get there, and I'm trying to make it obvious I'm not going to hook up. I just want to hang. So I'm, like, sitting far away. And then he's like, so what do you want to do? And I said, let's do a podcast. (laughs) Can you imagine this guy is, like, back in this chick's room thinking he's going to score? And I was like, I'm late on my podcast. I've never interviewed a stranger I brought back to my hotel room. It might be kind of fun. And then he's like, okay. Okay. So then I started setting up podcast gear. Like, this is the last night in New York. I still feel guilty. Like, this is why I can't ever have fun, you guys, because I feel guilty when I don't do the podcast. It was on my mind all weekend. So I start setting up podcast equipment, drunk at like 3.30 in the morning, four in the morning, to podcast, and the minute I get it all set up and I start recording us, I'm like, we're so hammered, like, we're slurring our speech, like, this is gonna be the worst podcast ever, plus I don't even know anything about this guy, and then it suddenly dawns on me, I have a stranger in my room, I never checked with Braun to see if this guy is cool, and I don't wanna bang him, and now he just bought alcohol, and he paid for the Ubers, and now I feel like a little responsible, like I owe him something, so then I didn't know what to do, so then I just faked tired, Like a half hour later, I was like, you know, I'm actually really tired now. It just came over me. I'm sorry. And then this poor dude I could tell was like, wait, we're not going to hook up. Like I could see it on his face. And then he was like, did you, I mean, I think you're really hot. Um, I mean, I know you said you don't really hook up with randoms often because I had told him that. (laughs) That's how I try to warn them. They probably take it as a challenge. And he was like, so that I guess I should go. And I was like, yeah, I just was thinking, friends, this poor guy, I hate me. I need to get this guy's name and address and send him a gift. I don't even know his name or address or phone number. I got no information. And then I text my friend Bron, is he safe? I mean, I can find out from Bronston. And Bronston's like, safe, yeah, alone in your room drunk I don't know him that well like they don't even know each other that well so that was my date fail in New York but it was really his date fail I'm an asshole you guys I feel really guilty so if you're listening send me a DM or something because I feel really bad and I owe you at least an Uber ride and some tequila and I'm sorry but that's kind of that was my closest I got to hooking up in a while so there you have it guys Um, other than that, my dating life, personally, uh, the guy that I thought was too nice, I just really kind of backed off of because I just know I'm going to break him. I'm going to break his heart and I can't. And I'll say this though, being in New York, I met a few really nice guys who had girlfriends, a few, but watching nice guys with their girlfriends who are actually cute and interesting made me kind of more inspired. Like, oh my God, maybe there's hope. So I'm not giving up on finding someone who's a little insane and talented and nice. And I'm not giving up on thinking someone can be kind of a jerk in bed, but nice in real life. Not that I know for sure that it's happened, but I feel like I saw glimpses in New York. I met so many hot musicians also in New York. I was really proud of myself because I really restrained myself from trying to flirt or start anything out in New York that I knew I'd come back to L.A. and be fiending for. So I, I, was, I behaved, you guys. I behaved. I'm still a virgin. Everything is fine. Um, but it's coming soon. I'm coming soon. I need to because I'm so... Oh, and there's one guy I've been sexting with a little. Not sexting like sending photos, but like really flirty texting. And I just know he's going to be the end of me. So you guys can weigh in on this one, but before I tell you about it, let me tell you quickly about Scentbird one more time. I talked about it earlier, but Scentbird is amazing. As I said, it's a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. So you can subscribe. You can have them delivered as often as you want. You you choose the perfume or cologne you want to try, and they send you a 30-day supply that's 120 sprays, enough to apply it more than four times daily for a month. So it could last way longer than 30 days. I mean, I got five different scents, and I've only used up one, and that was two months ago because I kind of am changing up the ones that I use, but they have everything. Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Cartier, it goes on and on and on and on. So I want you guys to go check it out. Um, The best part of it to me is the cases they come in. I really mean that because I've broken so many perfumes in my bag traveling. I'm really, I throw things around and- these won't break. So make sure you guys go check it out. It's scentbird.com slash date fails. That's S C E N T bird.com slash date fails. Enter promo code date fails for 50% off your first month. One more time that's S C E N T bird.com slash date fails for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. So check it out, guys. You will smell up, up, up. That's a bad ending to an ad. No one likes static. You will smell amazing. That static is brought to you by my friend, Bronston, who stole my headphones. So now I'm using these crappy, cheap headphones. Let me tell you guys, before I left, I did, oh, you guys, I did have a mild hookup before I left. Not an all-the-way hookup. I can't believe I forgot. (laughs) It was such a whirlwind. You guys, I didn't lose my virginity. My virginity that I've had since no dick November, but I did have a mild hookup before I left town. Uh, That's the other reason I didn't get a podcast done because before I left town, I texted my friend, Bronston, to podcast. I was sitting in my apartment in Hollywood. It was a Monday, I had the day off. I thought to myself, I haven't been to the beach in a year. I will see if Bronston wants to hang out and do a podcast in Venice Beach. So I texted him and said, I'm thinking of coming over there to podcast. Are you around? And he answered, I'm in your neighborhood. I just had an audition. Why don't I drive you over to Venice and you can Uber home. You guys, I never, ever see Bronston on this side of town. So I thought the fact that he was here was a sign that I was supposed to go to Venice. So I said, why don't you come in my apartment, you chill for 20 minutes, I'll grab a really quick shower, I'll throw some shit in a bag, we'll head to Venice. When I go to Venice, and mind you guys, this was at like noon, when I go to Venice, I plan to be there all day, because one, it's the beach. I used to live in Venice, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that Venice Beach, of anywhere I've ever lived, it feels like home to me, maybe because it's where I got divorced, I was living in Venice when I split up for my ex-husband, so... I really feel like Venice is when I came into the person I am today because after my divorce, you know, I spread my wings and flew. Just kidding. I actually, that's so cheesy. I actually just, I didn't know anybody. So I was lonely. So I just wander around Venice and I made all my friends in Venice. I mean, I would just, I would go to the beach and I would see a group of strangers and I would just walk up and be like, can I hang out with you guys? I knew nobody. And that's how I made all my friends my longest friends in L.A., Jackson McQueen, Bronston Jones, are people I started kicking it with in Venice. So uh, so Bronston comes in. I grab a shower. I'm also thinking to myself, if I go over to the beach to hang all day, I'll probably end up drinking, so I'll Uber back. So I let Bronston pull into my parking lot and park illegally. So the way my building works This is so annoying. The reason I don't move you guys is because my rent is amazing for Hollywood. It's so cheap for what I have. But the parking situation and so many other things are so whack. To get in or out of my building with a car, you need a garage door opener. I get that you need one to get in, but getting out, it's so frustrating. Great, I guess, if they think someone's gonna break in with a truck and park it back here, and fill it up and leave. But my building is only uh, like 30 units. It's not that big. So the point is, I let Bronston park in here. When we left for Venice, I had to take my garage door opener from my car and take it with us to let Bronston out, which I will never do again because one thing leads to another. We go to the beach. Bronston, you sick motherfucker. If you're listening, I'm still mad about this. We go to the beach. We decide to get dinner first, and then we're going to podcast. We have dinner at the Whaler, which is the dopest spot in Venice. If you're ever there, it's, you can sit upstairs and watch the sunset. I'm going to throw out these headphones, Bronston. You can sit upstairs and watch the sunset uh, while you eat and drink, and it's a great vibe. It's a great atmosphere, total beach bar. It's not like a stuffy one. It's like a dope beach sports bar with good food. So we eat there first, then we're going to podcast. While we're at the whaler, I say, I'm going to go downstairs and use the bathroom. I'll be right back. I go to use the restroom while I'm down there. I run into a friend. I may be gone for 10 minutes. Talk to my friend a few minutes. I swear you guys, it wasn't more than 10 minutes. I come back upstairs. Bronston is hammered, hammered. He did three shots. He said, he said he did two shots. He's lying. I don't believe him. Because when I left, he'd had one beer. When I came back up, he was so drunk, there was no way we were doing a podcast. We tried. I, we went to another bar after dinner. There's a bar up the road that I knew they'd let us go upstairs where it's quiet and podcast. So I'm like, we can get a drink. We can set up. It'll be fun. Maybe we grab some locals, bring them upstairs, throw them on the podcast. We sit down. He is already slurring his words. Then we do the ad for Scentbird. This is what I knew. I'm like, oh, we can't. We do the ad for Scentbird. And, <laughs> and halfway through the ad, Bronston tar- starts talking about how Axe Ax body spray gets him laid all the time. And I'm like, Bronston, this isn't an ad for Axe. And what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, I can't. We can't talk about Axe body spray during a Scentbird ad. And he was like, I hate Axe. And then I just realized that he had no idea what he was talking about. Maybe he smoked a joint while I was gone. I don't know what the hell happened, but that whole podcast got flushed. So then I couldn't do it. So then I was stressing out because I was leaving for New York the next morning, knowing I wasn't going to have a podcast. So then I start drinking because that's what I do when I'm stressed out. Sometimes before I know it, I'm buzzed, and then I ran into an old flame. Oh my God. I ran into a guy I used to hook up with back in the day and we haven't hooked up in forever and I wasn't planning on it but one thing led to another and at some point in the night we all went to a house party in Venice in the canals which if you've ever been to Venice Beach California there's an area called the canals it looks like the canals in Venice Italy it's built to look like that. In fact, people even row little canoes down them and stuff. It's really cool. If you're ever here, you got to go walk around there. But we go to this little house party in the canals, and I said to Bronston, whatever happens, don't let me, don't let me leave with this guy because I don't want to hook up with him. But somehow later in the night, I disappear with this guy, and we took a walk outside, and he was funnier than I remembered. I don't remember him being funny. Funny is the new big dick for me, guys. If you make me laugh, and, like, not trying too hard to make me laugh, like, naturally funny, it really turns me on. When guys text me and I laugh, to me, that's, like, when a girl sends you a hot photo. We love that. So, I don't know, he's making me laugh on this walk, and I was like, I don't remember you being so funny. And he was like, I don't remember you being so hot. And then we kind of went down an alley, and we started making out. And there was some, like, you know, second base action. So... (laughs) That's it. There was no, not even third base action. It was first and second base. That's as much action as Kate has had since November, but that's something, but I feel really blue balled. I mean, I went to New York. So horny, you guys, I am in heat. I see inspirational memes and I think they're sex memes. Like my brain is turning everything into a sex reference. I know that there are women out there who know what I'm talking about. The guys you all know, cause you're horny all the time, but, but I, I made out with them and then, uh, I said something like, maybe we should get out of here. Let's go say goodbye. And then we went back to the party. And then I was going to leave. And then when I said goodbye to Bronston, he's like, you can't. That was the deal. He said, don't let you go with him. And I was like, I changed my mind. This is just like the story when I threw up all over the supermodel. Bronston wouldn't let me go. That's a real friend. That bitch that let me throw up all over the supermodel's apartment, that bitch is not a real friend. Bronston wouldn't let me go. So, so I ended up spending the night on Bronston's couch and then I Ubered back in the morning and forgot the bag with my garage clicker, which I had to use to let us out of my driveway. So I flew back to LA last night. I wake up today. I'm supposed to go into the studio to podcast and I have no way to get my car out of my driveway. Because I have no garage clicker and I'm not going to Uber each way. It's like a $35 Uber each way. I'm not spending $70. So I decided to hop on here. I might have to edit this entire story because of the static. I decided to hop on here and do my podcast like this by myself. So that's where we're at, guys. So you need to send all your complaints this week to Bronston. Uh, for the podcast not being done, and also to the makers of tequila, and that's really it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Now I'm going to get to questions. You guys have sent me so many good questions, so many good questions, uh, the last couple episodes, and I haven't been doing Q and A, so I'm going to do it. But before that, let me read you the other ad, which is Postmates. Oh my god, Postmates is a lifesaver. They sent me copy to read. I'll read it. But in, in all seriousness, this is what I have to say about Postmates from my personal experience. Postmates, you know, it's great. You can get food delivered. You can get groceries delivered. Uh, you download the app for Android or Apple. And it's, you can actually subscribe for free delivery or you can pay per delivery. But here's my experience with Postmates. There have been many a nights I get off work at two in the morning because I'm a comedian. I come home. I decide not to get food because I Uber. If I'm going to be drinking, obviously I Uber. And then I don't want to stop in an Uber for food. So I come back here to my apartment and three, three 30, I start thinking I should have got something to eat. I'm starving. I can't sleep. And that's when Postmates has saved me. Also, when I've been sick, I've Postmated medicine. I've Postmated soup. <laughs> So no joke, uh, Postmates is amazing. I think you should use it. If you ever need food delivered, you go to the Postmates app. You can look for something near you, something quick. There are certain restaurants that do free delivery from time to time, but even if they don't, the delivery is very inexpensive. And there is a special right now. If you are a listener to this podcast, when you download the app, all you do is enter the code DATEFAILS and you will get a one-time $100 free delivery credit. That's pretty amazing, guys, because sometimes it's $3 for a delivery. You know, sometimes it's more, less. $100 worth of free delivery, you're literally just paying for the price of the food, and the delivery is free. It's amazing. So just go to Postmates, get the app, put in the code DATEFAILS, boom, done. You know how to spell DATEFAILS, D-A-T-E-F-A. A I L S that's it. Postmates. That's not the ad they sent me to read, but that's the ad I'm giving because I'm obsessed with Postmates. So get on it. I'm going to answer questions now. Before I do that. The other thing I do want to say is I have a show this Friday night in Oxnard, California. If you're in Ventura, Oxnard area, come on out levity live. Uh, I'm going to bring Jack Jr. He's going to open for me. It's going to be a killer show. I would love to see you there. That's seven 30. This Friday night. I believe that the date of it is uh April. I should really know the date. I don't know. Whatever this Friday night is. <laughs> I'm a horrible at my own ads. April 13th, I think. Check for this Friday. All right. Guys, let's get to these questions right now. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just went to pull up questions to just do a uh, QA. <laughs> but some of my DMs lately are so funny that I kind of want to read you a few of these. Like Okay. First of all, to this person, I really hope you're okay. But these are the sort of DMs I get sometimes that I have no idea what to say to you guys. Someone wrote, I smashed my head so hard just now. I think I'm all right, but I had no one to talk to, but you see now this is the kind of DM that gives me anxiety because I'm like, is he okay? Is he still alive? If I write back, is this going to turn into 500 messages back and forth? Why does he have no one else to talk to? Did he go to the doctor? But I feel a sense of responsibility now to answer. And I get these all the time. Like, this is literally my whole DM box. I just want to look for the questions. And that's the first thing that came up. Um, Someone else just wrote to me and said, I saw a couple videos of you Videos of you on Joey Diaz. I think you're hilarious. I don't know if you read these, but I want you to know that you make my day brighter every day. I also get a lot of those where you guys say, I don't know if you read these. I do read them. So thank you. And if I ever don't write back, it's only because uh, once I write back, a lot of times we end up going back and forth and back and forth so much that my inbox gets filled with a lot of strangers. But I'm so grateful when you guys send me those. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Question. These are, these are so great. Here's a great question. This guy said I was married for five years and recently got divorced. I don't know how to start dating again. Apps scare me. What is your advice? Oh man, that's a tough one because the truth is part of me wants to say, just get out there go out on dates off of apps just to practice going on dates, go to a bar, try to meet someone. I feel like dating is a numbers game. And the more you date, the more practice you get, the better you'll be at it. But the truth is also I dated so much after my marriage and I don't really feel like I was ready to really date in a healthy way until this past year. And I've been divorced for like five, six, six years, I think. But then again, if I hadn't dated all those people and made all those mistakes, I wouldn't be in the place I am now, which is, I think, ready. Although every time I meet a really nice guy that seems to want a relationship, I still panic and run or am turned off and end up wanting to hook up with a guy in an alley. (laughs) So I don't know the answer, but my best advice is this. Follow your gut. This is my advice now for actually everything in life. Lately, I've been really trying to learn to listen to my gut. Just whatever my gut says to do, I follow it. And it's never wrong. Like, okay, for instance, even the nice guy that I said I want to like him on the last podcast, but I feel like there's just, he's too perfect. And there's something about it that's making me feel like maybe it's disingenuine because he's so perfect. I'm like, no one is this perfect. And okay, that might sound like me overthinking, but it's not because I'm not sitting around really thinking about it. It's a more of a gut feeling. And in the past, I tend to ignore the gut feelings and go with the overthinking part of my brain. Or look, if you're smart, you can think yourself into anything. It's like Aiden. You guys know my friend Aiden, who who co-hosts with me all the time. Aiden always says he can talk himself into or out of doing anything. And that's the reason why he'll talk himself into thinking that he, it's completely fine to keep fucking five, six guys a week. I love you, Aiden, (laughs) which it is. But he also is like, sometimes he questions it, but then he can talk himself into thinking it's okay or not okay. Well, we all can do that if you're smart. So lately, I've been trying to listen to my gut. Like, if my gut is like, something about this person doesn't quite feel right. I believe your brain knows your brain knows so much that you don't even understand. Like our brain has so much information that we can't even process because we can only use so much of our brain. Like you guys know that you have so much emotional intelligence you can't even access and so much stored information. Your brain is like your phone. Like your phone has so much stored in it you don't even know about. But you see the apps, you see the surface, you see how you use it, but there's lots of data stored and, you know, there's a lot going on that's being processed to make all those apps work that you are completely unaware of, which is why if your phone glitches or something, you don't know why, because who knows, there's a million things firing off to make that compute. I think it's the same with your brain. We know what's on the surface, but there's lots of things going on in our subconscious, in our brain that we don't know, we're not aware of, and uh, I'm trying to tune into how to listen to that stuff. Because if I start to just trust whatever my gut thinks, whatever my first impulse is, is almost always right. As a performer, it's the same thing. When I trust my gut, I'm always right. Anytime you start to think too much is when your performance goes bad. Anytime I stop on stage and think for a second, I don't mean think about the next thing to say, like the next bit to start. But for instance, sometimes my gut will say, This joke is really funny. But then my brain, I'll get on stage and think, Is this the right crowd to do it in front of? That one person hasn't laughed at anything. Will they like it? The minute you start to question your gut impulse as a performer, you start to pull back a little bit on your delivery. And then before you know it, the jokes aren't working because you're not committed with passion. You could tell any joke. If you're committed with passion, you believe it. I believe you can get a laugh. If you think it's funny, you tell it in a way that lets the audience know. And even if they don't laugh, try telling, if you're a comic, try telling a joke that doesn't get a laugh. And instead of starting the next joke, just wait, just wait until they laugh. I promise If you wait long enough, they'll laugh, even if they're laughing at the awkwardness of you waiting either way, or they'll start thinking, why didn't I laugh? Did I miss the punchline? Is this my fault? They'll start blaming themselves. It's crazy, but it's real. And that's what I'm starting to do in life. I'm just going with my gut and holy shit, is it freeing? It is so freeing in every circumstance, even dating, hooking up whatever it is. I made out with that guy in the alley because it's what I felt in the moment. Is that normal for me? No, but it was awesome. Will I see him again? Probably not. I haven't really thought about him since I left town. Doesn't mean that I regret it. It's just, I don't know. I'm living in the moment. I've never lived in the moment. So that's my advice to the merry guy. Live in each moment. Don't worry about how to start dating. Just be on the lookout. If you see somebody, ask her out. If you feel like getting on a dating app and talking to people, do it. If you don't feel like going out with those people, but you just want to practice flirting, do that too. Oh, this is interesting. I've been flirting with a guy who is, I like him. I hate that I like him. I even told him I hate that I like him. I said, you're exactly the kind of guy I'm trying not to like because he's too good at flirting. He's so good at flirting the old Kate would have slept with him by now because he knows exactly what to say. He just sends me enough flirtation to really flatter me and he's hot, but it's all sexual, which normally turns me off. If I didn't know his personality at all, I would think he was just a complete fuck boy and I wouldn't be answering. But because I know this guy just a little, I've met him a dozen times, I know that he is a kind, sweet person face-to-face, which is why this sexual flirting he's doing is actually working on me a little because it's like another layer I don't see when we're face-to-face. And now I'm starting to feel like he's like an onion I'm peeling through. But everything in my gut is like, "Mm." my gut is like this. If I didn't know this guy, I would sleep with him. But because I know him, I shouldn't. That's my gut impulse. And I just said, I'm going to follow my gut. So I guess I won't sleep with him. But holy shit, man, this guy just says all the right things. So I told him, you say the perfect things, which makes me think you're trouble because it probably means that he says the perfect things to a million women and they all want to sleep with them. But ever since I told him that now he's like talking more about my personality <laughs> and talking about doing dinner. Ugh. And now I'm like tempted to go out with him, but I know, nope, I'm listening to my gut, guys. Okay, sorry, I got off topic. I just started thinking about him and uh, I just need to have sex. Maybe I'll just have sex with a stranger. I'll I'll keep you guys posted. I don't know what's going to happen. This is the horniest I've ever been because it's the longest I've ever gone in my life without sex. And I think no one should go as long as I have. At this point, if you're waiting to have sex right now because I said to take a detox, I did mean it. But don't do more than 60 days because I'm pushing the four month mark. And this shit is getting I mean, I'm, I'm literally I'm thinking about having sex with people I would never normally hook up with. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm looking at guys that are just my pals that are completely platonic. Like, could I one time like that's. I mean, I don't want to do that because they fall in love. So. All right. Next question. Why don't you sell photos of your feet? Oh, my God. You guys are hilarious. I hate my feet. My feet are not hot. Feet are disgusting. If I was going to sell photos of my feet, I have thought about starting a webcam thing where it's just my feet talking like a puppet show of the feet, like puppetry of the penis, but with my feet and charging people admission. That's the only way I would do something like that is if I made it funny. I'm never going to sell photos of my feet. Next question. Do you wear underwear sometimes, but only when it's clean? I mean, obviously I don't wear dirty underwear, but I mean, <laughs> like in New York, I ran out. So the last day I didn't, um, as a rule, I wear G strings all the time. Cause to me, that's just the only thing that's comfortable. Uh, if you had a song to describe your childhood, what would it be? Oh, geez. That's a really hard song. If you had a song to just, de- gosh, That's one I have to think about. I didn't look at till now. But what a great question. Um, (laughs) The first thing that popped into my head was Sweet Child of Mine, which doesn't even make sense. But the only reason is because that is the first song I remember listening to with my stepdad all the time, like in the garage, Lots of Guns N' Roses. So I guess maybe that. That doesn't describe my childhood, but that's... My mom listened to tons of Beach Boys. So Beach Boys songs take me right back to my childhood. And then uh, so does Guns N' Roses, Bob Dylan, my real dad. Um, May he rest in peace. He's still alive, but I haven't talked to him since. (laughs) That's so terrible. But I haven't talked to him since the whole family situation that happened where I stopped talking to my dad. So. Bob Dylan from him. I don't know. Um I love music. That's why this past weekend was really fun. I got to see so many great performers who I loved. I would give some a shout out, but I think I'm just going to wait until I have Adam on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Um I don't know, guys. I don't have any more. I don't feel like doing any more questions today. I feel like I gave you a little update. I'm going to record another podcast on Wednesday. I'll have an actual guest on, so That one will be funnier. This was kind of a catching up with Kate. Sorry if it was all over the place. And I apologize for the bit of static. I left, oh, that was where I was going with the Bronston story. Besides leaving the garage door opener with Bronston, I also took my great headphones that I bought for podcasting, and I left those as well. I left a bag of stuff with him by mistake. So I had to use these shitty headphones that are also his, but... I happen to have here because he left them here last time he was here. So we've traded things and somehow he's coming out on top. Uh, But his headphones are staticky if you touch the part where they plug in. So apologies. I'll try to cut out all the static, but if you heard a little, that's why. Otherwise... I am at Levity Live, Oxnard, this Friday night. Please come see me. I will be in Las Vegas at the end of April for the Zappos Comedy Fest, which is going to be amazing. My good friend Jill Kimmel is producing the whole thing. Christopher Titus, uh, and Garfunkel and Oates are headlining, but it's me. I think Ryan Sickler's on it. Amir Kay, Nate Jackson. I mean, just tons of amazing people. That is August. I'm sorry. That is April. April twenty sixth and twenty seventh in Las Vegas. Double Down Comedy, it's called. And I am at Irvine Improv with my good friend, Nemer, who is uh, like the hugest comic uh, in Lebanon. I mean, a huge star in Lebanon. And he is absolutely hilarious. And i am he's playing the Irvine Improv, and I'm going to open for him. Uh, he's one of those guys that has been letting me work with him since before I was funny. So those are the people that I would do anything for, and he's amazing. So come see us. That's Irvine Improv, uh, the end of April. And guys, this is Kate. This has been Date Fails. Send me your questions through the email, datefailspod at gmail.com. And I love you. Bye.